The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. GeekShowPodcast.com, brand new episode. Here we go. First new episode of the new year, 2021, and it comes with a warning. The Fireside Chat is at the end of the episode. The annual Fireside Chat is at the end of the episode. Just a heads up. Uh, Welcome to 2021, and thank you for being there. And especially thank you to our Patreons. Our subscribers have jumped annuals. Thank you. (laughs) Boy, you're putting a lot of faith in us, and the pressure's on. (laughs) We love doing it. And uh, that's we have a lot of a lot of fun on the Patreon. If you just go to uh, GeekShowGotThisCovered.com, uh, it'll take you to a link to our Patreon, and you can find all the fun there. That's where we do our deep dives on shows like The Mandalorian and Star Trek Discovery, and I think they're planning on doing a Letter Kenny one coming up. <laughs> so be ready for that. Uh, and again, that's that's our Patreon. That's a separate thing from this podcast. This podcast will always be free as long as we can continue. And it's because of our fine sponsors, like uh, our good friends at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more, and the previews catalog for free, 2043 East, 3300 South. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. And uh, I've been quite happy with my purchases this year. Daredevil has been great. Captain America has been great. And that new Rorschach series is quite good, too. So... Go pick it up at Dr. Bolt's. Uh, They also do curbside there if you'd like. All right, so let's get to this brand new episode again. Just a heads up. Fireside chat at the end. Everybody's here for the episode. We all have a good time. And it's our first episode of 2021. So uh, thank you again for... Here we go again. Another year. And thank you for being there. All right, let's get to this episode. Pleased to enjoy. It's Oh, the name of the episode is uh, Boudoir Shoot boudoir shoot let's get to it please to enjoy and welcome back everybody it's a new year's yes. we did it looks like we made it it's a new year's what? <laughs> She's Yo. singing Barry Manilow. You didn't recognize Looks that? Like we made it. Oh, right. She's the youngest person I know who knows Barry Manilow tunes. What? No, that's, hey, no, no, no. Uh, huh? Barry, uh, Barry Manilow, he's that, he's that dude who looked like Clay Aiken's daddy. Yes, he does. No. You are so Yo. right. Yo, 100% pull up, agree. Pull up, pull Google ult- Ultimate Manilow. Like, yo, when I worked at Best Buy, I was the, oh. I was the cover of Ultimate Manilow, and then put it side by side by Clay Aiken's first yeah. album. Is he, I get like, this guy confused with Dana Carvey a lot. I'm not same font. <laughs> you see the picture, Tony? Same font, same everything, yeah. yo. Um, Maybe Clay Aiken is is uh, Barry Manilow. Uh, what is it called? Reincarnation, but just too early. Barry Manilow he came yeah. back too early. <laughs> you see the font? You see the font though? Same pose, same everything. Crazy. <laughs> Barry Manilow is still alive. Yeah, I don't think that's you what know I'm saying. He came back too early. No, nah, he's Clay Aiken. He jumped the line. Or the they're future. related somehow. Somehow they share the same DNA far back enough. 
I always thought uh, the older he got, he looked more and more like my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks like a grandma. Grandma Manilow. <laughs> Grammy Manny? Grammy Manny. You're Grandma. telling me you don't know anybody under the age of 30 who knows Barry Manilow? I haven't asked them, honestly. <laughs> I, I know. They, I bet you they know Clay Aiken. I know oh, yeah. one person who's younger than me. Let me go. Let me find him. I'll, one person uh, who's younger. I've than been you. away. I've been away from work for two weeks now, so all the young people that I know are at work, and so I'd have to ask them. What What I'll, kills me about this entire exchange is that I'm always told, "Oh, something from our lifetime, Lee, by Tony and Rebecca and Jay." That's so. <laughs> Yeah, how can we relate to that? We don't know that. And here you are well, fucking waxing poetic on Barry come on, Manilow. Come on, Lee. Barry Manilow's timeless. You can tell by Listen, his Barry face. Manilow was washed up when I was a kid. and that was Yo, put some respect on Clay Aiken. Why are you talking no, smack no about... No, respect on Clay that, fucking Aiken either. That is Clay know. Aiken's grandpa you're talking you're about. You're a good girl. Uh, he's just added Barry Manilow to his celebrity Deadpool. He's Lee George Cade, everybody. God damn it. I want him to die so badly. And I Yo, what did Clay Aiken ever do to you? My love and my lady. Oh, I'm sorry. Ask anybody who was in radio in 2005 what Clay Aiken did to them. No. I mean, I think Barry Manilow did a great job. <laughs> yeah, good job, Grandpa Walton. Uh, so I, I just decided that I'm bringing... Did you just call him uh, Grandpa Walton? Yeah, that's 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 if if um, Barry Manilow is Clay Aiken's grandpa, then he's like the Grandpa Walton of Clay Aiken. I, why did I have to explain that, Rebecca? <laughs> Good night, for... Billy. <sighs> Good night, All right, Grand All Grand. right. So I relaunched uh, my blog for real. Oh, really? For, for yeah. realsies? Yeah, and can you believe it? Grimly.com sound... was actually still out there. So that's you don't pretty sound happy about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm very happy about it. I like I like I did... launching projects and then abandoning them three weeks later. I did oh, just buy DingleFights.com if you need another domain. DingleFights? Dingle that's funny because yeah. I actually have DangleFights.com. So DangleFights? Yeah. Let's that merge our like, powers. That sounds yeah. like a war brewing right Two there. Two halves of a missing yeah. amulet. DingleFights. 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 No, that sounds like together. the name of Barry Manilow and Clay Aker's dual album. Dingle Dangle. <laughs> He just gave the elevator pitch for the mighty team up of Clay Aiken and Barry Manilow. He's too uh, tall, Tony. He's quite. There is no team up. <laughs> it's, a, it's a versus. It's Have a you ever versus. seen Barry Manilow a, and Clay well, Aiken in the same room at the same a, time? It's a but team as, against. As we know, though, when superheroes meet, they fight, uh, and so that's that's, true. that's what I imagine happening: is these two would Jay, meet, they would fight, mm -hmm. and then they'd team up. Jay, you essentially right. you essentially just pitched the cream of wheat of musical acts. Wow. <laughs> I, is, is, I don't know if that's racist or delicious. <laughs> it's Perhaps. both. Perhaps both. It's, it's both. racially delicious. <laughs> you write that uh, down, let's see. Uh, delicious. Yes. Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony or on the Gadget Spot podcast. All that right. is all. And uh, he's not sure if it's racial or delicious. He is Jay Whitaker, everybody. Hi. Hey, Hey, what's going on? Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, hit me up on uh, the socials. Follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, even TikTok at It's Jay Whitaker. And go to my website, jaywhitaker.com, a.k.a. Racially Delicious. Just scooped up the domain name now. Did <laughs> so you? Oh, good. <laughs> it's Racially good Delicious. Bing. <laughs> it's mine. It's mine. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
very happy with that purchase, I can see. Uh, uh, hi, Rebecca. She knows who Barry Manilow is. Hey, here's Rebecca some of the Frost. Other, here are some of the other domains I own. Okay. Uh, Chris Evans, this, please bone me. Ham Candle. Dingle Fights. Uh, these two I do not own, but one of my best friends owns them. Uh, get me pictures of Spider-Man, uh, which redirects to Google, a Google image search of Spider-Man. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And then uh, not Taylor Swift, which just redirects to my website. Ah. <laughs> Accurate description. You guys yeah. are busy. Uh, so yes, Jay? I have a question. Well, one, I, I, I don't think... Okay, so I lied. It didn't give me racialydelicious.com. Like Damn. It, it says this site can't be reached. Can't be reached. Check if there's a typo. Mm. I know how to spell racially and I know how to spell delicious, so I'm, I feel like it's just I think it, it got freaked out when it saw try, the word racial. Try racialydelicious.tv <laughs> or dot or dot lol or dot org or dot org yeah. dot net and, all of those. Any of those. And I also I also have a question for Rebecca because since you introduced her, I, raciallydelicious.com is available. Do you want me to get it? No, I want it for me. Okay. <laughs> I want to know why you were what why you have macaroni in the bathtub. Discuss. Okay. I was Back up. Take- uh, Rebecca <laughs> tweeted earlier this week. Uh, <laughs> I dumped macaroni in my bath. Mac and cheese fell in her bathtub. Yeah. Were you okay? Many questions. Explain. Many yeah, questions. Immediate, were you immediately were you in the tub? By, uh huh. Yeah. You were in yeah. the tub. Okay. Uh-huh. I thought maybe you might be eating it over the tub or preparing it in the tub. I don't know. Could so you imagine just a bathtub? You guys have never, you've never had tub mac? Mm. It's like shower beer. <laughs> you know, you have a back shower beer, years, and if you're really hungover the next day, you have some tub mac. Tub mac. They had to make it in the tub back in the years of macaroni prohibition. Tub right? mac. Oh, it's racially yeah. delicious. Yes. Yeah, no, I was in the tub eating macaroni and cheese, and then I spilled some. Right? That's all That's all there is. <laughs> Sometimes you sneeze while you're bathing with your tub mac, and then you got a tub full of mac. <laughs> all right. Uh, he's, he's just sitting back there. He's just waiting to pounce or something, or not. Uh, uh, he's Shannon Barnson. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I just wondered what the fuck is wrong with you people. Oh, so many things. Do you have, how long have Nothing. you got? I'm perfect as I am. You know, uh, Rebecca, you you guys just inspired fan fiction. I'm just I'm very sure of it. Ah. <laughs> well, here's here's also the big reason I had to post that Ooh. because Jay was like, I just did a boudoir shoot. Look at me. I'm so hot and sexy. And I'm like, yeah. So your first too. thought was I should have mac and cheese in the bathtub? <laughs> that's yeah. where her shame spiral center. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. Well, that, Carrie I gets think, it. I <laughs> think that's your theme for your boudoir shoot. Mac, mac and, and cheese, cheese in the tub. Yeah, that's a All boudoir right. shoot. That wait, is. What if? What if it's is like? It, what if that? Wait, the, wait. The, hey, I'm sorry to interrupt, but isn't boudoir shoot one of the last characters they introduced in episode nine? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I thought it was a Duran Duran album, but I'll take your answer. Oh, no, they're oh like, you know, Ray and Kylo were like, "Shit, we're in love now. We better go talk to boudoir shoot and see if he can fix hey. our astronaut droid." It's a me, boudoir shoot. I'm not a racial archetype. <laughs> I'm the least sexy character there is. I'm just a drunk. You guys want some tub mac? <laughs> Strangely, though, Boudoir shoots direction to his subjects are the same as George Lucas's. Yeah, uh, faster, more, more intense, <laughs> more remote. Master, you know, more emotion. Nah. 
It's a me, bourgeois shoot. It's a me, bourgeois shoot. Like he's some sort of mix between some sort of mix between Watto the Toy Darian and Mario the Plumber. Oh shit! (laughs) Ah no, the tall one's on to me. You raise, raise your ass up a little. You, you, yes, you. Uh, Boudoir shoot the toy, the toy Darian plumber. <laughs> All right. Wow. Let's get this going. He's a drain cleaner. Don't work on me. We've discussed right. so much hey, already. I know. And right? and Woo! headed up, heading up this uh, train wreck this or glorious uh, explosion of creativity. <laughs> I can't decide which. Carrie Jackson. Titan of Tub Mac. Well, I'll just say this about the coming new year. Work well, and you will be treated well. <laughs> Work <Yes>. badly, <laughs> and you will die. All right. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm back on the radio uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, from this very basement. All right. Uh, let's raise our glass. we got two of them that we got to do. Oh, and yeah. I've got one, too. Absolute heartbreak. <clears throat> Uh, first one, raise your glass. Don Wells, Marianne yeah. from Gilligan's Island. Childhood crush. Yep. My 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 official um my official Malmsey glass I, or whiskey glass. Yes. So yeah, she uh, eighty two. Uh, she is not the last of them. No. <laughs> Tina Louise. There's still someone on the island. Yes, Ginger by herself. Uh, maybe maybe the Harlem Globetrotters are there with her. I don't know. She was no. my third severe TV crush. Don Wells? As a kid, yeah. Behind, behind uh, Eartha Kitt, the Batwoman, Eartha Kitt, was yes. like my first number one TV Cat crush. Woman. And then any dark-haired evil twin was number two. Any? any? Yeah, like Serena from Bewitched, number two. Ooh, yes. uh, mm-hmm, Jeannie's, mm-hmm. Jeannie's evil cousin, what was her name? Fuck you. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Also, also, right, and then like when Gilligan had a, a dark-haired evil twin, I was just like, I just didn't care. I just, That's I, right. My four-year-old heart filled with what could have been called pre-horniness for a <laughs> dark-haired evil twin. Uh, mine was, uh, uh, Tana Louise, uh, no, but Batgirl. Oh yeah, uh, Yvonne Craig. Yvonne, Yvonne Craig. Yeah. Yvonne Craig. Yeah, she. She also, if she'd had an evil twin, she would have made the list as well. But uh, Don Wells was number three because hmm. there's just something wholesome and farmer's daughtery about her. That's exactly the character. Uh, they didn't right. really. They didn't really have a lot for her to do as far as character goes, where all the others yeah. were very. You know. You know, Mr. Howell was my favorite, of course. Well, yeah, it's like your life goal. Right? I've always aspired to You're like, dress if and I, be like Mr. Hell. If I could be Jim Backus when I hit my 50s. <laughs> I remember I remember you telling me that when you were like 27. You're like, oh, Lee, my lifelong goal is to become Jim Backus, hopefully by 54. <laughs> I want to be the dad from Rebel with a Cause with a vengeance. Was that? Oh, that was him. Oh, I, I yeah. meant specifically Thurston Howell III. Is what if I, I meant. could only be the voice of Mr. Magoo as an old yeah. man. Uh, anyway, so she was 82, uh, died in L.A., and it was the COVID that got her. It was the COVID. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So uh, Tina Louise still alive, Ginger, which is why Tina Louise might be on my Deadpool this year. Uh, she, now, in 2018, she took a fall and revealed that she was having trouble uh, paying for the two months of hospital rehab that she needed. And folks raised nearly $200,000 for her in a month. Wow. After a friend created a GoFundMe for her, wow. she was uh, not just Marianne. She was uh, in uh, shows like Wagon Train, Maverick, Seventy Seven Sunset Strip, Bonanza. 
uh, after Gilligan's Island. She was on the Wild Wild West and Alf. Uh, she was on Roseanne. Um, she was also in uh, the horror film The Town That Dreaded Sundown in 76. Oh, shit, that movie's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, she played a real-life murder victim uh, in that movie. She was also in Return to Boggy Creek in 77, playing alongside Denver Pyle and Woody Strode in the 75 Western Winterhawk. <laughs> and she was she hosted an Australian news show called Midday for quite a few years in Australia. Was she Australian? No. No, she was so born in, wonder, in Nevada. I wonder if other people... Oh, she was born in Sparks, Nevada, wasn't she? She was Miss Nevada for... Ah. Uh, let me get this here. So my, my question for the panel yeah. is, how many other uh, survivors of Sherwood Schwartz-produced television shows are struggling to make their medical bills? Oh, sorry. I'm too young to know what other shows you're referencing. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Can we go back to Sherwood. Clay Aiken? Sherwood Clay Forest? Clay Aiken. Clay Aiken. Are we talking about Robin Hood? <laughs> uh, no, and sure. then, the one with Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then, then the other one we got to raise a glass to. MF Doom. Mm. Yeah. 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 MF. Well, it was only 49. Yeah. That one sucks. Yeah. What was Who? weird about that is he died on Halloween. And they yeah. just announced his, it now. Really? Yeah, his, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It does his, say that here. Yeah. His Who? family huh? kept MF Doom. I don't know who MF Doom is. But. You Definitely. should. You would. That, honestly, like that's honestly that's a surprise. Like I'm, I'm not even because if there was anybody, he's like, he's your kind of hip hop, and I. If. <laughs> oh, I might know. Okay. Yeah, I like might, I, mean, I might like, know his music, just didn't know his name. He did. He did a know. lot of stuff with. He did a lot of collaborations with Madlib. Did a lot of co collab. Like he did a Madlib's oh, album, he's Mad a, Villainy. A, uh, he did yeah, he's, Danger he's, Mouse, Danger Doom. Okay. And he's an old yeah. guy, isn't he? He's been around a yeah. while. He's been around yeah, a while. Yeah, and so like, yeah, it, it was, yeah, you would, this one, you oh, would, you would love him. Okay, my, I'll, uh, I'll pull him up. See, my biggest problem with my hip hop journey is that if it wasn't somebody I listened to back in the 80s, then I've discovered mm -hmm. them through Spotify, which means I don't actually know who they are. I just kind of vibe with them. I'm having mm -hmm. trouble. I was going to play some MF Doom, and I'm having a little trouble here with my uh, delivery system. It's, uh, oh, his mask is badass. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's. I know him oh, from. Uh, it's a classic one. Adult Swim uh, used to yeah. play a lot mm -hmm. of stuff. That's where I discovered him. He did a lot of shit. With, he did a lot of cool shit with De La Soul. Yeah. Okay. He did a lot. He did a lot of stuff like. What I liked. Okay, if I may speak on Please. on MF Doom. What I liked about him, he was so un, like, unconventional. He didn't like. He he didn't. He didn't go for radio play at all. Like mm -hmm. he was very niche. Like sometimes he would just rhyme words just to see if they fucking if he could do it. And I mean, this is probably one of his more palatable, easy listening kind of vibe. But a lot of his shit was just I don't know, just intricate and shit. He worked with the avalanches. That's why. Yeah, he worked with everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, he uh, let's see. And he never took the mask off. That was uh, that was you know what grabbed my attention right away the first time seeing him on Adult Swim was I said that guy's wearing a Doctor Doom mask. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> mm, mm, this is from Matt Villainy. Believe. Yep. 
Mad Villainy was the big album. So nasty that it's probably somewhat of a travesty having me. Then he told the people you can call me your majesty. Keep your battery charged. Let's go. Let's go. slow. trick Plus nobody couldn't do nothing once uh, they they didn't, uh, they didn't release a, a, a cause of death. Uh, he was 49, but that's weird. He died on Halloween, and they're just now announcing it. Yeah. Huh. That must have been his family wanted to keep that Probably. Keep that quiet. I mean, if you think about it. You um, know. I've, got, uh, I've got to raise a glass for once. Yes? Uh, his, uh, his name is Adolfo Quinones, but he I know was, that uh, name. He would. Uh, he his stage name was Shabadoo. Mm. Uh, yeah, I forgot to get this like, one. Yeah, yeah I forgot played, to get this one. Yeah, yeah. He played Shabadoo Oz- from Electric Boogaloo. He yes. played uh, Ozone in the uh, Breaking movies, mm-hmm. which I, me and my brother just fucking loved those movies. Probably watched them a million times. And and Shabadoo was on quite a few uh, TV variety shows. Yeah. And didn't didn't they have a thing on a, on a Saturday morning show? Is Can You Do Like Shabadoo? And he would do a dance move, and yeah. and kids would try to copy it. And, and actually, my mm. he inspired my brother to uh, take uh, breaking uh, break dance lessons. Really? And and he <laughs> and yeah, my my uh, my brother performed in public quite a bit with his his breaking troupe. And he was he was good, and he was good, but it was all inspired. It was inspired by the breaking movies and uh, a movie called Beat Street too. I remember yeah. that one too. Yeah. So I'm glad your brother was inspired by him and not Weird Al. Yeah. <laughs> your, your brother out there on the corners with his accordion troupe. No. <laughs> so I was actually kind of bummed when I, because, uh, you know, it was crazy. I read that the first Breaking came out and then Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, mm-hmm. came out only seven months later. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was really fast. Yeah. I didn't those, realize that. Those movies, you could turn those around pretty quickly. Wait, have have was that day. was that the first instance of someone saying number two, Electric Boogaloo? That's, that's yeah. where, that is where it all comes it's, from. That's where it comes that's from. That's where it comes from. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, which is I why, which is something. why I stopped saying Electric Boogaloo. I started saying to the search for Curly's Gold. That, that's <laughs> where I went. <laughs> City um, Slickers, I, I got um, you. But uh, also, uh, we're not going to raise a glass. She's going to be fine. But uh, Chloe Bennett uh, has revealed that she has the COVID. Oh, oh, she'll be fine. Yeah, she'll be fine, I think. Uh, but she revealed on Instagram on New Year's Eve that she woke up on Christmas morning, high fever, unable to breathe. Multiple members of her family also have tested positive. Shit. Uh, she said, COVID sucks. Uh, I pride yep. myself on staying healthy. I always wore a mask, social distance, took all the precautions, and still got very sick. And I'm one of the lucky ones. I repeat, I'm young, healthy, and diligent about my health. So this virus knock- And this virus knocked me the fuck down and continues to do so. Even trying to just write this out is proving to be exhausting. If it can happen to me, it can happen to you. Who's Chloe Bennett? Um, she, I was just about Sky to say, she's Agents got Daisy yeah. and Sky from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's Agents the leader. Oh, okay. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. yeah. She's just terrific. So she, also, she also has one other, um, one other factor that isn't actually talked about when it comes to survivability from COVID. And unfortunately, we don't talk about it because it makes people, it makes people feel ooky. But socioeconomics... Mm, yeah, oh, that's yeah, true. For, that's, that's a real thing for sure. If, no, if, if you don't, if you don't have enough money for healthcare, you're not going to do well. Exactly. With yeah. so, exactly. Um, my my teaching partner has it. Her and her husband. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, and and uh, are they okay? I mean, 
Um, she says she's like is breathing weird and feels like she has a head cold. But yeah, it hit. She's young, you know. It, it hits hit everybody my, differently. It yeah. hit. It hit my sister like a fucking Mack truck. So she's she's, she's okay, down. right? Well, she's got Lyme disease. She's had Lyme disease since she was seventeen. Mm. So oh, this is this is fucking combo. with her something fierce. So. Um, it makes it yesterday when I was at the store, my wife had to remove me because I almost punched a lady who wasn't wearing a mask in the face. Mm. Because it's just like, fuck you for not taking this seriously. Because if anything yeah. happens to my seriously. sister. I literally exactly. like almost left my physical therapy appointment the other day because yeah. well, of yeah. just their attitude towards it. Yeah. yeah. We, okay. Uh, all right. We've got. It's, it's, I'm sorry. It's crazy to me that physical therapy, which is right adjacent to medical doctor. Mm-hmm. Will not take something like oh, yeah. this seriously. Well, but you, it doesn't but you make heard any sense. You heard about the pharmacists, though. Uh, yeah, I think and it was there in are Chicago. so many nurses. I read an article about so many nurses who also aren't taking the vaccine. That's yeah. Well, there was a pharmacist. I think it was in Chicago or somewhere who purposely pulled the vaccine out of the cold that it you know makes it and left it out. He for purposely like, made it go out. bad. Purposely yeah. made yep. it go bad yep. and then injected it into people because he wanted to prove that it doesn't work. Well, so yeah, if you don't use it as directed, it won't work. Exactly. That's, te- that's technically a war crime. It is. It, it's it's yeah. certainly he's been arrested, but uh, okay, he's one good. of these he's one of these conspiracy nuts from the internet and it, yeah. yeah, that I mean, remember, it's 50% of the population. So tread, uh, tread lightly out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jen's husband called her daughter and begged her not to get the vaccine. Because he thinks that they're uh, using it to sterilize women. Oh, cool! Why? Why that's, would they want to do that? Well, yeah, because if you, sterilize, if you sterilize, if you sterilize, no, this, this, I've, okay. I've read this. All the right. reason why the reason why the left wing kookamongas are trying to sterilize women is because then we can enforce climate change by bringing down the population. Also, so, eugenics. True. Right. I don't think that. That's yeah. no. Like, that if you think it, if you think it through to its conclusion, it does. It's like, yeah. no, that's clearly crazy. Well, but, but you know, AOC we're able wants to, do to bring that. the birth rate down. AOC wants to bring the birth rate down because a, we can choose who's going to have babies or not, and then if there's fewer people, then we can make sure that ha- there's more resources. Is she on record saying this anywhere? No, no. Yeah, uh, of course exactly. not. Of course not. Uh, <laughs> AOC has never done anything bad in her entire fucking life. AOC well, is perfect. No, I'm, AOC is perfect, <laughs> and I hold her on the highest pedestal. I love her. All right. I I, I heard she used to do blackface when she was a bartender. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. Where did I hear break. this from? I'll never tell. Yeah, You'll I'm going to take a break, know. and uh, we'll get to geek stuff. we got business after, after, these, after these messages. messages. We'll, be right we'll be right back. back. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Man, 2020 has been a hell of a year, huh? And that is the understatement of the year. So this holiday season, treat yourself. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, pleased to announce the month-long December sale. Don't wait to get what you want this year treat yourself all back issues store-wide are 20 and 50 percent 20 to 50 percent off all month long all back issues 20 to 50 percent off all month long and there are new sales every week in december week one december 1st through the 12th games toys and statues are 20 percent off week two december 13th through the 19th all graphic novels are 20 percent off Week 3 and 4, December 20th all the way through January 2nd, 
Everything in the store is 20% off. So get what you want this year at Dr. Volt's month-long December sale. Or yeah, you could save money on gifts for all your geeky friends and family this year, you know, if you want. They also have gift certificates as well. Hold service is free, and with that you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South, it's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. All right. Hey! Calling back the Jim Backus uh, stuff. This this was my dream to to be Jim Backus. I mean, I need a drink. There's some ice and stuff back there. Why don't you make us all some old fashions? Old fashions? Do you think you ought to drink while you're flying? Well, stop kidding, will you? Make us some drinks. I mean, just press the button back there, Mark. Booze. <laughs> it's the only way to fly. <laughs> what? Yo. It was just my dream. I always just wanted to be Mr. Howell. You know. Stop. Yo, Stop talking and a... get us some drinks. <laughs> well, that's the, the magic of Jim Backus is that he only played one character through his entire <laughs> career. Whether it was Magoo, whether it was whether it was Thurston Howell, it was still the same fucking dude. And I remember when we watched Rebel Without a Cause and we're like, he's he's James Dean's dad, and we're like, it's Thurston Howell. It's like his dad was Thurston Howell. I wanted all of his clothes from Gilligan's Island. I I wanted those it's those like shirts and hats. Explains your wardrobe. It so does really well. <laughs> it's it's, keep... it's part Thurston Howell and part Hunter Thompson. It's just kind of a mix in there. Also, probably the same dude. Uh, <laughs> that's an interesting theory. Well, I, no, I mean, you, you, you I think look about... forward to reading your blog about that. I... <laughs> well, you think about when Jared Leto went to Jim Backus's house to learn how to play him, and he's not been the same since. Mm. Go on. Mm. Go right. on. Yes, I see where any, this is going. You, I like yeah, it. Yeah, do you have any Kool-Aid? I would like some. No, I also have no proof, but believe me. Kool-Aid tastes weird. No, well, you don't need proof these days. <laughs> nope. Kool-Aid is too it, expensive. We true. need Flavor-Aid. Flavor-Aid, yes, thank you. Uh, what was the ones with the funny face? Uh, the, 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 the creature? Never mind. I'm getting really old. Uh, <laughs> business. All right, so Goodness. we all watched. We all watched uh, Wonder Woman 1984. We talked yeah, about it extensively yeah. last week. Oh my wound! It's reopened. Christ. I had just started forgetting about. That. I me too, man. Now I <laughs> I, I received okay. some I received some correspondence that said that we were a little too hard on it, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, was I was I hard I was, on rope the motion picture? <laughs> I was uh, 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 magic rope. Sentient rope. I was trying to, you know point out the good stuff in it because there is quite a bit yeah. of good Carrie, stuff you were you were you were pretty much the only uh voice of of the uh, voice dissent, who had like you, know? you are the only one who had and, anything nice to and say then I, yeah. and then i was after you'd say stuff i'd be like yeah it was all right did you, did you hear <laughs> that behind the scenes audio at warner brothers are like hey how we get some of that baby yoda's money and they're like well we got a magic rope <laughs> <laughs> well, oh we'll just make the rope crew they they Rope immediately uh, it was like the day after it was released they immediately said another one go uh, yeah so it was not, yep I, yeah I, I told, why I told With Jen the, that she goes why <laughs> I like I like the fact that they're like fuck it we're doing it again let's yeah. do it going yeah. they're going all in. Yeah, no, and, I, and I, like, I've had what? a couple Go conversations with people where like God, you must have been really, you really hated Wonder Woman. It's like I actually loved eighty-seven percent of the first movie. Loved, not like loved eighty-seven percent of the first movie, and the thirteen percent I didn't like. I even know why I didn't like it. It's very clear right. to me why. But that second movie just just kind of felt like it was adjacent, and that's okay. Mm, I, I, yeah. I, if you loved it, I'm so happy that you loved it. I'm so yeah. happy that you found something to give yourself a little 
Yeah, I've released from this bullshit. I've talked to so. a few people who've reached out to me and said, I don't understand. I loved it. And I'm like, I get it. After reading what you yeah. have to say, I get it. I get it. Sure. And I'm, enjoy it. And please. Yeah. I sure as fuck wanted to love it. That's the thing. There's some incels out there like, cool, cool, now you're one of us. Like, no, no, no. No, exactly. Never will be. I get laid on the rag, okay? (laughs) So, I love that that Patty Jenkins says she has two more more stories she wants to tell. (laughs) And I'm like, you can't even pull the second one out of your ass. What are you doing? Well, I, I don't. I echo Jeff. what my what my wife said. Is that she wants it to take place on Themyscira. She doesn't, you know. Yes. She wants she wants would, it to be all that. There are two writing credits on that second movie, and one of them's Jeff Johns. So and there's your if, problem. If Jeff Johns can't pull a Wonder Woman movie out of his ass, I there's bet, a problem. I bet uh, DC was like, "You just Jeff will not shut the fuck up about wanting to do like a Wonder Woman something. So will you just like let him?" <laughs> well, I have found out. We've got some ratings. Okay. Sort of ratings adjacent because like Netflix, HBO Max doesn't say exactly, but there is a separate organization that does this independently called Screen Engine. And uh, they did a survey of people. Uh, 23% of those viewing Wonder Woman 84 signed up for the streaming service, HBO Max, in order to watch that movie uh, over the uh, December 25th through 27th weekend. Among that group, 14% they will continue to subscribe. 9% said they're likely to cancel soon. Now, uh-huh. Pixar Soul was also a big Christmas draw for Disney+, Plus, which has amassed more than 87 million customers for its first year of operation. HBO Max, launching in May, finished the third quarter with the customer base of 28.7 million. That's, that's significantly smaller. That's a lot less. Yes. Uh, according to Screen Engine, uh, Wonder Woman 84 has already been watched more in its first week than any other 2020 SVOD movie, edging out Hamilton. So those numbers are strange. It just mm. edged out Ham- Hamilton and Soul. So Wonder Woman is the most watched, even though HBO Max has less customers. Maybe people were mm. watching it more than once, trying to be like, okay, maybe I was wrong, and maybe yeah. it is yeah. good. Yeah. No, I, I had still, I had a like, lot like of I people said, I still that liked it. I had a lot of people that I work with that, and this is this is bad for HBO. They signed up for the free trial, and mm-hmm. they will cancel after the free trial. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Among uh, let's see. Among those watching, Soul Screen Engine found 13% signed up for Disney Plus because of Soul, mm-hmm. and 9% say they would continue to subscribe. 4% said they will likely cancel soon. Uh, another 20% said they were considering dropping Disney Plus subscription before watching Soul, but now plan to keep the service. Uh, both of the films did about the same at keeping current subscribers from churning, according to Screen Engine. So I I I, I found that interesting. I don't know, it's numbers. Some people are bored by them. But while we're on the Warner Brothers topic, uh, this is a two-story related item. In a recent New York Times profile, DC Films president Walter Hamada, uh, he talked about the, uh, the company plans for theaters and HBO Max when it comes to superhero properties. And here's what he said. Yeah, this is interesting. He said the most expensive DC movies, up to four a year starting in 2022 are designed for release in theaters. Additional superhero films, two annually is the goal, perhaps focused on what he calls riskier characters like Batgirl and Static Shock, will arrive exclusively on HBO Max. Hmm. 
Uh, in addition to DC Films, which is part of Warner Brothers, uh, they'll work with filmmakers to develop movie offshoots, TV series that will run on HBO Max and interconnect with their big screen endeavors. It says, with every movie we're looking at now, we're thinking, what's the potential Max spinoff, according to mm. Walter Hamada? Well, like the that. the uh, what he called riskier characters did not sit well with a lot of people. Yeah, that was a poor choice of words. Poor choice yeah. of words. Batgirl and Static Shock specifically. Like, that's only risky because it is an investment for you. That's the only reason it's risky. Right. Yeah. He basically just yeah. said uh, women and black people. Exactly. So, Essentially, uh, he, yeah. What, what I mean, what he should have said was maybe less well-known characters. Right? That's what he should have said, you know, yes. You, when you stack up Superman and Batman to Batgirl you know, exactly. or, or Static Shock, the, the population just doesn't know as much about those characters versus Superman or Batman. Well, this kind of brought out Ray Fisher. Oh, mm -hmm. hell yeah. Ray's back again. Um, Ray's at back. The, at the same time that Zack Snyder has been finalizing the new cut of Justice League, uh, Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg, of course, has uh, been using his social uh, media platforms to uh, call out Joss Whedon and, and Jeff Johns and all these guys. Uh, then Warner Brothers talks about these uh, uh, things. Uh, Fisher replied, Walter Hamada is the most dangerous kind of enabler. He lies and WBPR's failed September 4th hit piece sought to undermine the very real issues of the Justice League investigation. I will not participate in any production associated with him. Oh, shit. Which means yeah. he's essentially saying, I'm not cyborg anymore. Yeah, or as long as, as long as Walter Hamada is there, I won't be cyborg. And Walter Hamada is not going anywhere. Yeah, you know he's what, saying, though? I'm done. Good for him. I'm out. Choose choose yeah. um, your mental health and your yeah. mm -hmm. well-being over dollars. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so there's that. Um, and speaking of uh, HBO Max superhero shows, I got I to gotta ask you guys because I, you know, in my time off, I've just been watching a lot of TV. Um, so did I drink too much during Titans or did they explain? Okay, I'm going to spoil it. Sorry, folks. If you haven't watched the Titans show, I'm talking about the season finale of season two. I didn't get to season two, but that's all right. That's yeah, all same, me. but that's it's, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a year. Yep, it's my fault. <laughs> well, then none of you will be able to answer my question. I, I watched well, it. Did you? Okay, yeah, Shannon right. will know, and he's like a DC super yeah. guy. Um, so they established throughout the two seasons that Wonder Girl is half Amazonian, or at least mostly Amazonian. Are you talking about Donna uh, Troy? Yeah, Wonder Girl. And okay. she's, because she's got the rope, they, they got the lasso, she was able to use it, the whole thing. It was like she was mini Wonder Woman, right? Right. Why is it that a light pole <laughs> lands on her and she dies from that? I don't know. I mean... I was just like, what? I was the same way, I was like, Huh? I mean, oh, you I'm, guys! You guys don't remember when that character was introduced in the '40s that her weakness was light poles? It was a light pole at a. <laughs> it was at a carnival, and there's yeah. Dove is saving a little girl or something, and Wonder Girl steps under the light pole that's falling, and that kills her. Apparently, was it a, an evil carnival? How big was this light pole? It was it the carnival pole. from Doom Patrol? Because it was the Doom Patrol Ooh. carnival. That's why. The Waxman, well, yeah. No, it's. I mean, she's flipped cars in that show, I right? Know, I was right. Carrie, I was exactly the same. I was like, wait. <laughs> Did that actor so cast in another show? Is no, this, well, uh, and is I this up gonna, there? 
I, I just read that they're going to bring her back. Just like yeah, in the comic books. Yeah, she comes back in the comics. Oh, Donna, oh, Troy, Donna Troy dies like three times a year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Dawn's is in this, trouble. Must be so Tuesday. I had to is ask this, somebody. I... Is this up in the same uh, tomfoolery as uh, the Hulk getting choked out by a snake? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, I've so actually, I've actually seen storyboards for season three, and the opening scene is Donna Troy's rope gives her par- uh, cardiopulmonary resuscitation. But they, ah, you know, those, they those buried ropes. her in the ground. I, no, it, it drags her out. It drags Karen, her out because those ropes are magic. Okay. They, didn't, they didn't bury her. Didn't the Amazonians take her away? Well, she was in a casket and they flew her away. But yeah. anyway, so I was complaining that they were maybe the worst superhero team ever because they, <laughs> they never talked to each other. But then again, catching up, I went back and started finishing my second season of Runaways. Uh, Marvel's Runaways, and oh, then I yeah. changed my mind, and I went, no, these group, this is the <laughs> by worst. Far, by they far, they are the worst. I mean, you know, they're wanted kids, and they're hiding out in this hotel room, and one of them <laughs> says, "I need some fresh air. I'm going for a walk." Now, how smart is that? <laughs> they're, they're teenagers, Terry. They're youths. They're idiots. These seven youths don't understand. <laughs> so that's that. That was my thing. I just couldn't. Uh, all right. Uh, ch- <laughs> I had to get that off his chest. I had to. I'm sorry. I just yeah, you, had to. You, you've been holding that one in, man. Yeah, it was bothering me. I was waiting for today so I could talk to you guys about it. It was bothering me. Yeah, that's cool, man. You know, Sue, what's what wrong? You wouldn't understand. <laughs> well, those she, she teenagers, said... Those she teenagers said, on those shows. Well, she said, did you finish Titans? And I went, yes. <laughs> what? What, what happened? You want to talk about it? <laughs> no. And I, and I started to explain, and she went, ep, ep, ep. Save it for Saturday. <laughs> they killed Talk Donna about. Troy with a light pole. <laughs> Save it for your friends who care. <laughs> Save it for your friends who care. What? But the best part of that show was Crypto. I'll be honest. Oh, yeah. He fuck was... yeah. And I loved how that woman jumped on Crypto's back and they flew out the window. It was such a fake effect, but I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> but it uh, still looked better than half the effects in Wonder Woman 84. Oh, and there it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Rebecca and Tony, what did they keep saying on that Letter Kenny episode? I'm just tired of these kids and their problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky Gail's right. back there boiling up some hot dogs. Well, <laughs> speaking of kids and their problems, Tony, I meant to get to this last week. Oh, what do we got? Uh, on Thursday, the Rosen Law Firm filed a class action lawsuit in the Central mm-hmm. California District Court on behalf oh. of investor Andrew Tramp and others who bought... CDPR Securities, stock between January 16th and December 17th of this year. It's a class action lawsuit alleging that Cyberpunk 2077 publishers lied and misled investors. Hey, fuck those guys. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The Cyberpunk developers were rushed as hell. The, the, uh, this lawsuit, I think, uh, it's publicity, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, really? I don't understand what they're getting at because here's look look at the facts here. Um, yeah, the game sucks performance wise on the original Xbox and the PS4, and the executives at CDPR CD Project Red they'll they're they're going to be held accountable for that, and they've promised to fix things. But if this is about money, forget it because. That game, even with the refunds that they've sent out, in the first two weeks of being released, sold 13 million copies. 
Wow. There's plenty of money for the investors. So I, I don't wow. know what he, he doesn't have a leg yeah. to stand on. If you ask Sound, me, sounds wow. like publicity. Yep. Wow. Jay, uh, are we talking about uh, cyberpunk or, or the vaccine? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> somehow it's both. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's no, honestly, I think I, I, I kind of understand this lawsuit. I think if cyberpunk would, it did well, you know, people will be more inclined to get the vaccine because then they're like, oh, see, see what happens when you <laughs> rush people? Yeah, see? You know? It's, uh, the logic goes hand in hand. I agree. It, for me, it does. You know, like, I'm just like, yeah, if they, you know, see, we could well, we, we could all be peaceful if they would have got cyberpunk right. Yep. The, the uh, uh, firm alleges the company either willfully admitted information and lied about the game's developer or acted with reckless disregard for the truth which consequently inflated the market price of the securities. Uh, it's a whole, you know, again, oh, it's... Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so this is what they're mad about. They're, they're mad because after the launch of the game, when it started getting the bad press, the stock value of CD Projekt Red mm -hmm. went dropped by 37%. Yeah. Again, and are we so, talking about the game or the vaccine? <laughs> <laughs> so the thing, the thing though about that is honestly, oh with 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 that development uh, team, that that company, they're the biggest, uh, they're the biggest uh, video game company in Poland, which doesn't sound like much, but there's a <laughs> lot of game development companies in Poland, actually. In Poland, really? Yeah, in Poland, yeah. Okay. And I think they're the second largest in Europe, behind only Ubisoft. It's, um, it's, so it's if you ask me, yeah. dropping thirty-seven percent is is just a sign. Hey, you should buy more stock because it's going to go back up, and you have a good buy-in price right now. Uh, yeah, this anybody has been stock I, tips any, with anybody Tony. I know, anybody I know who dabbles in stocks is just like you actually want stock to depreciate so you can buy more. Yep. Exactly. Buy the dip. You buy oh. the dip. Buy on the dip. So ask Kelly, buy ask, low, sell ask, high. Ask Kelly Leffler. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, I. Uh, I opened I opened a restaurant with stock that I bought at four dollars a share that appreciated to thirty dollars a share by the time I quit the company I worked for. So, you know, complaining about oh our stock took a dive, but we're already rich as shit, so we're just gonna buy more stock. Yeah, we just want that's what that's nervous. what this that's what this guy is complaining mm -hmm. about. Right. All right. Uh, on a lighter note, let's talk mm -hmm. about dead people. Oh. Yes, a lighter oh. note, of course. Is this about is this about cyberpunk or, or the vaccine? No, this is about the vaccine. <laughs> it's, it's about neither. Jesus. Because this death occurred before. You see, death podcasts are huge, so I'm trying to throw that in. Oh, uh, yeah, we want we want a piece of that market Let's pie. Piece of that market. I mean, mm -hmm. Jesus. The stuff that my wife has bought from that that death podcast that she listens to, we'd have at least $25 in our pocket mm -hmm. from the merch. Merch sales. All Which right. you could invest in Ubisoft. There yeah. you go. No, CD Projekt Red. Yes, Come on. CD Projekt Red. That's where I wouldn't invest go. in anything out of Poland right now. Jay knows what rise in white nationalism over there is truly terrifying. It's true. It's not What's 1940s. Yeah. Well, There's more right. white nationalism? Everywhere. Oh, in Poland right now? Yeah. Or white no. nationalism in Poland is just out of control yeah. right now. It's everywhere. Can I, go, can I go to the store and get almond milk? Is it, is it safe? You'll be fine. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know if I you're going to the store in Poland. Your <laughs> almond milk should be fine. It's the oat milk you got to watch out for. I, I think it'll go bad by the time you get back from Poland. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long flight. If almond milk goes bad, I don't know. It does. Okay, thank you. Um, almond milk. As revealed, <laughs> this was in a report in Old uh, man the milk. in <laughs> the Times. <laughs> In the uh, in, in the Times in uh, London, 
uh, some of the ashes of James Doohan. Scotty. Oh, yeah, I read this story. This is great. Now live on board the International Space Station. They've been there since 2008 until now. It has been a secret. They got smuggled up a rocket. They got smuggled up there. Uh, The enactor of the plot was Richard Garriott, who's an entrepreneur. In 2008, one of the first private citizens to go into space. And he was asked secretly by the Doohan... Well, he was asked by the Doohan family, he says, let's get Scotty's ashes up into the space station. And uh, they said, well, I, I, you know, we have to keep it quiet because they're very particular about what I can take with me. I mean, they're going through everything. So they uh, just hide them in your butt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They kept it secret. They put it in like a card. So they disguised it as like a plaque kind of thing that had his picture on it. And he said that the Dewan family would like me to put this on the space station. And they went, oh, well, wonderful. So we didn't tell them that there's some ashes in there. We just kept that secret. Uh, this would end up being the first time that Dewan's ashes ended up in space. wasn't the last. Some were also carried into space aboard a SpaceX rocket in 2012 after a failed flight in 2008. Uh, but uh, So, yeah, he has been... Orbiting, let's see, reportedly his ashes have traveled nearly 1.7 billion miles through space, orbiting the planet more than 70,000 times. That's awesome. If Richard Garriott sounds familiar to you hardcore video game nerds out there, it's because he's also the guy that invented Ultima, the video game Ultima. Oh. That that whole line of Ultima stuff. I'm sorry, what's Ultima? I'm old. Yeah. I don't know these things. <laughs> no, Ultima is, I'm sure, what you played, isn't it? Back in the late is, 80s, early 90s? Uh, I played Pong. <laughs> is Ultima, like, the precursor for Ultimate Manilow? Like, I, it it's, is. I need, it, yeah. I to know. It's exactly it. It's, That's exactly it's the precursor it. to Ultimate Manilow. It's also pretty much the first, like, fantasy RPG online game as well. Very good. Online. Making that connection, Jay. Good detective. Yeah, would you Thank say, you. yeah, just I'm here for, you know, that's all I'm here for is. <laughs> Nailed you know, it. Detective yep. J is on the case. CSI the measure of a Manilow. After these messages, we'll be right back. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. I'm JD. And I'm Peterson. And we're two-thirds of the 3-Bit Gamer Show. Don't worry about the other third. Yeah, seriously. Don't ask questions. Just listen to the 3-Bit Gamer Show for games, laughs, and Fred Durst. Find the 3-Bit Gamer Show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we're back. Okay, just a warning. Right after this segment, the end of the episode, it's Fireside Chat Time. <gasps> it's Ooh. Fireside yep. Chat Time. Fireside Chat Time. So What? Uh, I didn't know it had a theme. It does <laughs> it now. It does now. Yeah. does now. Fireside <laughs> Chat is, you know, we got hit up a lot by people. They're like, yo, are you guys not doing it this year? I, uh, people need their fireside chat. See, and a, I was, a, calm down, and B, Carrie said it was going to be a little bit later this year, like two episodes ago. 
But uh, well, here's the thing about Fireside Chat is that I'm more than happy to not do it, you know. <laughs> you will turn this Fireside Chat around. I mean, I mean, people think that I do it for myself and that it's self-indulgent and all that. And I'm like, no, I do it because people ask me to do it. That's The I minute find. y'all stop asking me to do it, I'll stop doing it. I'm you know sorry I mean? that you guys find me inspiring. I don't know what fine. to do about, how about it. How about no more Fireside Chat? We flip it on its We flip it on its end. And next time it snows, you do blizzard side talk. Mm, there snow, it is. Or snow talk. <laughs> Maybe that's for the Patreon. Maybe that's the way you to know, go. You'd have to, or, you'd have or, to be around long enough to recognize that it's court ordered. It's the only reason. <laughs> well, fireside chat coming up after this break. So I uh, just, just want to point that out there. Uh, what uh, what have y'all been consuming? Uh, who wants to go um, first? Jack recently. Shit. Yeah, I got <laughs> my notes. I re I rewatched uh, Pixar's. In I just been on a huge Pixar kick, so you know after I watched, uh, you know I rewatched Soul. I still enjoy it, even oh, though so you know, good. Um, great, even though great black show. people aren't allowed to do anything and until white people uh, take over their bodies for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Jay, that, I Jay, oh. I have been. Do you, I have to tell you about the struggle I've been having all week that you're really gonna hate because I've been go. reading reviews from black critics about Soul, um, yeah. about how it's a movie for white people and just like, you know, trying to get uh, the black opinion on it. And I was like, right. man, I really wanna ask Jay about this, but I don't wanna be his white friend that's asking him about- <laughs> Oh no, like, it's fine. And I appreciate I appreciate that. Cause like, well, one, one, Rebecca, you can always do that because we're friends. You know, okay. we're, we're friends. We're not just we're not <laughs> no, just a random geek show listener that wants to just you know yeah. ask ask a black dude with no context. You know, yeah. just drop him, just drop a weird ass meme in the chat. You know, <laughs> not even yeah. introduce yourself. You know, we go back. You and me, we go back like car seats. I got your back like bra straps. Okay. You feel me? So okay. like, we're cool. I got you. But like. Yeah, so like, yeah. Trust me, when I watched it the first time, I was yelling at you know the you know the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like pointing at the screen, mm-hmm. and yeah. I w- that was me yelling. I enjoy this movie, but that's cultural appropriation, like at its <laughs> finest. Okay, okay. Like, when she runs off, I'm like, yo, what? So this whole movie is about jazz, but also jazz um, ensuring. White people can live. Is this La La Land Part Two? Like, what is this? <laughs> uh, so, well, like, while I you're like on, it. while you're on your Pixar kick, though, you should you should go and look, take a look at that uh, behind the scenes at Pixar doc. It's a short mm-hmm. doc about Soul, and it's about one of the writers on Soul who was very yeah. insistent that black culture be represented. Very insistent that certain things be in there. Like, they nearly cut the barbershop scene. And oh my was, god you can't that's what you can't you the barbershop can't, there's scene no was movie great. With that. yeah and yeah. he and he kept saying no you've got to have this scene in this movie you've you got have to, to have, have the barbershop that was scene. that so was the that. that was the the turning point of the film was the mm-hmm. barbershop yeah. scene donnell yeah. rawlings was the, the barbara des you, oh, you guys may hilarious. know donnell rawlings as ashy larry from Chappelle's show i'm that's rich right. bitch he uh, so <laughs> he is now getting that diddy money congratulations to him um <laughs> i have money I have been uh, consuming a newest crossover of, you know, uh, the 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 Mandalorian, um, <laughs> the Barry Mandalorian, and um, it, it, it's 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 the ultimate show. Um, and I, I really just want to actually, all right, really, real real shit, Mass Dancer. I'm kind of into it. Really? Kinda, There's I'm a masked dancer? It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hate that I caught wind of it and I got kind of in. That's it. extremely my shit. 
<laughs> I hate that I'm watching this, Rebecca. I, I can't wait to watch this. I, here's the thing. I don't give a shit about singers. Dancers, though, whole other story. Really? I oh, heard, yeah. I heard none of the guys on that show can dance. Well, no, they, no, they never can. Yo, they never can. I tweeted. I was, I was, I was like, I was a little bit drunk and I tweeted out. I was like, one of these guys dances like Mitt Romney tasting Laurie's seasoning for the first time. And <laughs> it, it, it was because it was so just jittery and, and awkward. It, 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 it looked like, uh, 45 dancing in the YMCA. It just it's just so awkward. It's, you know that arm movement shit. Anyways, yeah. that's all I all, I've been watching a ton of Pixar. Love the shorts. Um and listening to a lot of MF Doom. So all right. Go Mandalorian. Uh anybody else want to go? Uh Shannon, oh, go, go first. Shannon. Okay. Uh well, uh I blew through the whole new season of Leonard Kenny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It went by too fast, you guys. It was like two Agreed. hours. Two two hours it was and like twenty minutes. Two well, hours and twenty minutes. Well, um, it lasted. And I but it, it was a weird season, but I still liked it. It made me laugh. Um Yeah, it ended like super abruptly. Yeah. Big and then time. uh I've been watching a, a show called Search Party. On oh, HBO. Is that, I've been meaning to watch that. I like it. It's it stars the actress that played maybe on uh Aaliyah Shawcat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on uh She on, is so funny. Depending depending on what website you look it up on, some say it's a mystery, some say it's a comedy. <laughs> um but it's it's really funny and and dark as fuck. Uh like mm, that. It sounds uh, sound like something I'd watch for sure. Yeah, I think and um and then me and Rebecca. I watched this last night, you guys. Okay. <laughs> There's a, a sh- uh, uh, it's on Hulu. Okay. It's a documentary called Tickled. Yo, I heard about this. Is it good? Okay. It, so I watched it. It is not what ago. you it's expect. Fucking buck wild. Right. So don't, don't spoil anything because I want to watch it and get blown away. Right. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, tell it's me what? about, uh, it's a documentary about um, tickle torture. Oh, uh, and like competitive okay. tickling. Like competitive, like tickle porn. Excellent. And it oh, starts out. It's about that, but it's also <laughs> not. It's also not. You know what? It's, well, it's no, funny because no, no, you, you, you talk about tickle torture, and that's like literally the entire plot of Riverdale season three. That's oh. true. <laughs> but like, I, Jen was like, oh, hey, my friend said we should watch this. And we watched it last night, and both of our jaws were just on the fucking floor. The whole time we're like, what the fuck? Huh? So yeah, that movie it's, is it's, excellent. Oh, why? I enjoyed the fuck out of it. It goes places you just wouldn't expect. Um, okay. Excellent. Okay. Just, well, like to give an example, there's I'm a in. whole there's a uh, whole town. Are you gonna spoil something no, right no, here? No. There's a <laughs> whole town back east that, it, like, most of the people are unemployed, and tickle. <laughs> Tickle videos employs a bunch of the young men in that. Holy shit! That, that really town. is the plot of Riverdale season three. <laughs> I'm serious. Is it, is oh, it tickle I'm dead serious. There's like four or five kids actually get involved in tickle tickle porn videos oh. where they just tickle, and I didn't oh. know that was real. 
Reggie, yeah, you, t- you oh, tickle please, me, Everything Reggie. is real. <laughs> if anybody so, else on this panel just came on and said that's the plot of Riverdale 3, people would believe them. I believe you. <laughs> because it's me. You guys are all calling shenanigans. I swear I'm to sorry. fucking God, Riverdale season I, three. I stopped watching after season two. And I'm just saying, if, if you guys want to see, it's, it's entertaining. It's really well okay. made. Uh, but it's just like starts and you're like, oh, this is fucking weird. And, and then, then you're like, your your the volume of this is fucking weird increases like every ten minutes. You're yeah, like, okay, that's yeah. fucking weird. Okay, that's fucking weird. Hey, how's only... that? How is that's that a thing? Weird. Is it one? <laughs> is it one like two hour documentary or is it several parts? Like oh, it's, uh, a mo- it's a movie. It's, oh, it's a, a movie. movie. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Is cool. there? Is it I, I highly suggest what? it. Uh, it's a documentary. Okay. Okay. Tickled. Uh, and made by a guy from New Zealand, and I don't know how. It's all just, it's fucking crazy, you guys. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. Uh, who's next? Lee? Okay. I'll, I'll be as quick as I can about it. Um, thoroughly enjoying the most recent season of The Expanse. And uh, people that are concerned that the sixth season will be the last, um, the, the two writers who make up James S.A. Carey have said that The Expanse is not necessarily canceled. That's just a stopping point for them because that's about where the storyline in the books makes a major 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 shift so um i don't know how they do this show the way that they do it but it is one of the most realistic science fiction shows out there like you don't Mm -hmm. hear noise in space um a really quick way to get rid of somebody on your ship is just to flush them out the airlock so yeah and the and kind of the history of what our solar system could look like in a couple hundred years it feels about the direction we're headed especially when you go to baltimore and you realize there's a 30-foot seawall around the entire city. So uh, that's great stuff. There's a series of articles I'm working on for my blog where I'm adapting B-movies to role-playing game plots. So the first one is going to be about a movie that I didn't even know existed until this week because I've been researching shitty B-horror movies, especially vampire movies, where this 2011 gem came across my uh, my viewing list. And I can't believe... three. No... It's a it's a little a little movie with uh with with the vision called Priest. Oh, I heard about this. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, 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 I remember the marketing for this. I never watched. You know it, what? Though. You know what? Sound really unfair and really fucking sad about the movie Priest. Is it pretty it's, good? It's a lot of fun. It's kind of <laughs> terrible. It's kind of terrible. Like an it's kind of terrible. Like an underworld movie, but at the same time, you've got kung fu fighting priests with superpowers. Yeah. A a hyper-militarized Catholic church that's the only thing keeping people safe, so that you have to live in their horrible, walled Blade Runner city that's full of oppression and forced work camps. What? I'm and in. And then you've got these priests with crosses tattooed on their faces that have to go out into the wastelands and fight vampires, including Carl Urban. I'm sold. Oh, do like Carl so, Urban. Yeah. I had, I had a good fucking time, and it's only 88 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. They get Sometimes, all that done yeah. in 88 minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. including including, and it's so it's a, a cyberpunk dystopia with anti-religious overtones, kung fu fighting priests, blind vampires, Carl Urban, and a train fight. You sold me. <laughs> so yeah. is this like st- if they don't fix the game or the vaccine? <laughs> no, <they're, laughs> yes, that's exactly yeah, what there's, this is. There's no vaccine. There's no game. There's no rebate. There's uh, oh, yeah, I know. I, I was I was seriously going down the line of, of Joe Bob Briggs there, but no, um, it kind of sounded like Stefan to me. 
It's got, it's got this movie Fine. has yeah. the hottest, <laughs> the hottest new club is priest. The, the, high, the hottest vampire train fight in town is priest. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I wouldn't say I recommend it. I wouldn't even say it's a great movie, but I thoroughly fucking enjoyed it. So, mm-hmm. I watched it on cable once. I liked it. All yeah, right. it's fun. Uh, who's next, uh, Rebecca? Okay, I binge watched two series this week. The first one is the flight attendant on HBO Max. Oh, is that good? Uh, it was fun. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to hate the main character. She does nothing but make terrible decisions. I oh. love it. But yeah. it's Kaylee Cuoco, and she oh, we like is her so fun. Like, she's just really fun to watch. And it was a lot more emotional than I expected it to be. Um, but it was uh, it's very much just, uh, I think I'm 90% sure it's based on a book. But it's like a book you would pick up at the airport, like, it's just murder mystery, quick fun tropey. Uh, who done it? And yeah, uh, I'll check it out. Yeah. What's funny is I would if if you'd have told me if this show had come out two years ago, I would have said meh, because mm-hmm. all I knew was Kayla Cuoco from Big Bang Theory. It was Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. and she's okay on it, but there's you know she doesn't have a whole lot to work with range wise on that show. But right. now yeah. after watching her, well, I guess listening to her in the Harley Quinn cartoon, yeah, I'm all in. She's so good as a voice character, a voice actor in that cartoon that I'll watch anything she's in now. Yeah, so she, I would recommend it. And then Jay? the second show, I no, well hold Jay, on. I think Jay has, Jay has a question. Oh yeah, you have a question. Yes. Yeah, well, no, I was. Um, I'm glad that you finished it because I did. I was curious because like my wife started it, and I was kind of like I started getting into it, but I just kept to just to piggyback on what you're saying, like. She made a fuck ton of bad decisions, and yeah, like, it I'm is just like, just... oh my god! So I yeah. I stopped watching it, but like, uh, Cap pushed on through, and I was like, "Yo, that white lady's still making bad decisions." Like, yeah, and then you know what though? They kind of explain why they kind yeah. of go into why she is such a fuck up and why she. Yeah. Oh, that's they good. Took a, they took a look at current events and said, in actual reality, people are incapable of making good decisions. <laughs> well, yeah. they actually they take it back to her childhood. Oh, which right. is, oh. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. So it's the flight attendant. But one of the reasons uh, yeah. why I wanted to watch it was just because they travel and I miss traveling. Like, <laughs> yeah. there was, you go. I was like, ooh, airports. Mm-hmm. So I'll watch it. Travel I'm sorry, shows. Rebecca, you could watch it. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, and then the second show oh, yeah. that I watched, um, Bridgerton on Netflix, is literally Gossip Girl meets Pride and Prejudice. And mm-hmm. it's absolutely, per- it hits every single guilty pleasure trope that you could possibly want in like a romance show like there's romantic speeches in the rain there's longing <laughs> stares eyebrows constantly arched um light touching don't be Goop. horny in public swear to god if you get horny in public you're going to ruin your family uh anyway bridgerton bridgerton okay right. bridgerton uh, uh- Totally. I'll go real yes. quick. Yeah. Uh, most of the stuff I watched, we all watched, so I don't need to go over it too much. But Soul, um, uh, uh, Letterkenny Season 9, very good. Uh, a little bit different, like Shannon said. Uh, also... Way filthy this year. Did you think? Yeah, oh, my God. For sure. Uh, yeah, my jaw was on the floor. <laughs> for sure. Um, and then uh, I watched Fat Man on Rebecca's recommendation. <laughs> it's my new favorite Christmas movie. I think oh, it's you, wow. Tony. I love it. Um, and then uh, I rewatched for whatever reason Hobbs and Shaw yesterday. <gasps> Me oh too, Tony. Did you really? 
Hell yeah! That's so I funny. fucking love so, that movie. That movie is just balls to the walls, ridiculous, and it it honestly they I wish they would preface each of those Fast and the Furious movies with a little disclaimer that says physics do not apply in this movie. And uh, anyway, the uh, I feel like though, as great as Jason Statham and and Dwayne Johnson are in their roles, Idris Elba as the bad guy in that movie is. Awesome. Perfect. He is so, so good. Oh, That's it for me. He's just—he's just great. He is. He's that, phenomenal in everything. But as mm-hmm. the bad guy in that movie, he was money. Whenever uh, one of those movies would come out, I'd ask Jimmy. I was like, "Hey, can I can I go see that with uh, with you? Because my dick wrote it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, Carrie, I have a huge question for you. Uh huh. Tony and I have been recommending The Expanse to you for like. A thousand years Ever? Now. Have you started yeah. watching yeah. it yet? I need to get on it. I've still got so. I've, you know what? Even with you know all this word, time off, I've still got so much to. You get know what to. word I say more than any other word while I'm watching that show? I say this word probably three or four times an episode. Whoa! I say spaceship. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a lot of good spaceship stuff in that this show. show yeah. This show, mm-hmm. the way they handle physics, like the ships, you know how inertia is without yeah. friction, right? If yeah. if you were to throw a baseball in space, it would continue going until it hit gravity, right? Yeah. So these ships will go a certain direction, and then they have to flip around 180 degrees and hit the burners on their rockets to slow down. Deceleration oh. burn. Spaceship and, porn. And that's how yes. they that's how they uh, uh, simulate gravity. Is yeah. the uh, deceleration the burn or the acceleration burn when they're headed towards it? Well, and, and, and most and of the re- time, they just don't fucking bother with gravity. Yeah, and that, yeah, and, and, and yeah. that reminds me of uh, we watched that George Clooney in uh, in space. I'm gonna watch that, that one tomorrow. Midnight S- Sky, I think. Yeah, Midnight yeah. Sky. S- Sue really liked it. Uh, Is that where I, he's and, old? Yeah, he's because well, my wife took one look old-ish. at it and said, "Nope, I can't watch old Clooney." <laughs> uh, he's he's oldish. Um, but, uh, okay. So I've been, yeah, Amazon sure. prime has a lot of music documentaries. Uh, yes, and I've been watching them do. all and there was a Pink Floyd one that I just loved. And then we switched over to, um, uh, Netflix and you know, I love a good documentary. And, uh, there was one called the devil we know, which is about 3M and DuPont that will depress the shit out of you. So don't watch that. <laughs> I'm just telling you. And I said to Sue, I said, can we watch something that's not so heavy? You know, something maybe a little lighter and she like said i'm going to make you watch bingo. i'm going to make you watch the king uh, the queen's gambit and i'm i'm God. late to the party on the queen's gambit so good but it's, it's so good, good. and yeah. i kept getting told you'll like it even if you don't know how to play chess oh yeah and i'm like but i i enjoyed it more because i do know how to play chess i think uh, mm. but uh, but anna taylor joy is it anna taylor joy is anya. That anya taylor joy she i just fell in love with her and I she's, just as as a so will you please new watch mutants? New Mutants? Well, see, yeah. that's the thing is that every time that I see an actress that I'm just exposed to who I just think is extremely talented, I always start casting them in Marvel movies. Well, and so cast in a Marvel and so movie. I went to her IMDb, and she yeah, she was in New Mutants, but yeah. she's also going to be playing Furiosa in this yep. Mad Max prequel coming yep. up. Okay. Oh oh, can I have a, like a real quick question? I, mm-hmm. This is like wholly unrelated to everything, mostly. Um, I saw a thing on Twitter, and this is like rumor mill, so obviously who, who knows whatever. But I saw a thing that was like, Marvel has made contact with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like he's a fucking alien. But <laughs> then I was <laughs> thinking... Hello? Joseph Gordon-Levitt, hello? Who would he be? And I think he would make a phenomenal Doctor Doom. 
You think so? Yeah, I think well, so. Was, I think he's unusual. I think he's an unusual yeah. choice. And he was think, a phenomenal Cobra Commander. That's what I was gonna say. He was Cobra and Commander. Wasn't I he? think they're leaning more oh, towards casting big names as villains because mm-hmm. it's cheaper to cast big names as villains because you only need them for one movie. You don't need them for like Joseph Gordon Levitt. You can't afford Joseph Gordon Levitt for like four Fantastic mm-hmm. Four movies, right? Well, I mean, well, they afforded RDJ for like nine movies. Well, yeah, they yeah. blew their load like super early. Um, mm. I, I, they have plenty I would, of load. I would just say <laughs> I, I like playing these games, but remember that they're just games. Uh, or, or, or Harry Osborn was my second. So the guess. thing, they, the thing that you were, we're getting kind of blinded, and I'm, I think it's just because I remember reading news about Robert Downey Jr. They signed him when he was fresh out of rehab. He did oh, yeah. not mm-hmm. cost them much money. He was, I mean, yeah. the, dude, yeah. the dude was doing the dude was doing like kiss, kiss, bang, bang for scale, which was a great movie. Mm-hmm. It was a phenomenal movie, and that's what brought us Iron Man 3, so I'm so very grateful yes. for that. But yeah, RDJ didn't cost them much. Most of these guys, they snatched up before they were anybody. I think even mm-hmm. Cumberbatch were like, oh, let's get this BBC guy before he blows up. And that's good. Sherlock. Um, yeah. Well, that being said, as I was looking at Anna Taylor-Joy, I was just thinking, Invisible Woman. Yeah. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it has to be but John it, Krasinski and Emily Blunt. I, oh, I mean, that's has to be. That's yeah, I'm, I'm going with you on that one. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. All right. Uh, uh, we got actually, to... Huh? What, I totally forgot. The reason why they haven't consumed a lot, and I'll be, and this is flat out honestly, is um, Masterclass. Uh, I got gifted uh, a one-year subscription to Masterclass for... Oh, nice. Uh, ...for Christmas, and I've been consuming a ton of that. So I don't know if anyone's ever done it, but... Give it a shot. It's it's honestly really cool. I, I've been doing the Steve Martin comedy one. I've been doing the one on sex with Emily Morse. Been doing Ooh. interior design with with some lady. I can't remember her name, <laughs> but interior design lady. And uh, it's cool. So right. masterclass. Check it out. Cool. Thank That's you. it. All right. Uh, all right. Fireside chat coming up. Mr. B, uh, if you would, please. I, I, I can't believe the ham got killed by a light pole. <laughs> Welcome to Fireside Chat 2021. Well, I say that because I'm recording this on New Year's Day. And uh, it's, uh, if you can imagine in your mind, it's exactly as you imagine in your mind. Yes, I'm in a library filled with important old-looking books. And I'm sitting in an overstuffed chair. I'm wearing a velvet house robe and a red fez and house slippers and there's a raging fire over there in the fireplace it's magnificent it's old it's something out of a movie set and there's a dog sleeping in front of the fire I don't even know whose dog that is it's not my dog okay. so that's the uh, setting if you can imagine the fire fireside chat 
Uh, why? Well, let's... Oh, before we get started, fireside chats are usually serious. And so I always say you bring out the brown liquor for serious talks. Just a good idea. And our, uh, our attorney, Mike, has provided the brown liquor this time. Now, last year, Mike, you got me that Game of Thrones whiskey, <laughs> which was a little harsh for me. Uh, Sue loved it, though. She drank it all up. So, <laughs> But this time he's gone a little differently, and, and I'm quite pleased. He's uh, Because I've become a fan of Japanese whiskeys. I just, you know, I know it's un-American to say, but they're doing it better than we are. Uh, and this is uh, Suntory Whiskey Toki from the House of Suntory Whiskey, established 1923. Uh, it is a, uh, let's see, a vivid blend of carefully selected Japanese whiskeys. Silky with a subtly sweet and spicy finish. Well, let's find out. Here we go. And I feel obligated to say, for relaxing times. Make it Suntory time. All right. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, that's good. Oh, thank you, Mike. Mike, you have outdone yourself. This is delicious. Mmm. Yeah, let's just cancel this, and I'll just sit here and drink this whiskey. This is good. <laughs> Can't do that, of course. Can't do that. Uh, now, those of you uh, new to the uh, program, or, or you know, probably trying to figure out what the what the fuck this is, um, the fireside chat. What exactly is that? I'm gonna put some music on if you guys don't mind. Um, why the fireside chat? Well, it started when uh, Jeff died. Jeff Weiss, who's on this program, he's OG Geek Show, OG GSBC, uh, Jeff Weiss. And let's raise a glass to him. And it just uh, continued from that. It was just uh, a way for me to, at the end of the year, thank you all for all of your support and love and appreciation. We, It means the world to all of us. And uh, so that's how it started. And then it just kept going. And I was happy to stop it, but y'all kept demanding it. So we... We did. We started the fireside chat there, and uh, and uh, then we lost Jimmy, and that was uh, that was a tough one to get through. And so, since none of the panelists died this year, I wasn't going to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, y'all again started asking, "When's the fireside chat?" So, I, uh, you know, I started getting pestered around November from uh, first the panelists and then y'all. <laughs> and so naturally I decided to put it off. <laughs> I did not do any prep for this fireside chat until just a couple of weeks ago. And even then it's just very mild prep. I'm, I'm winging a lot of this. Um, but a few weeks ago, and this is, this is what prompted me to realize that, yeah, we need to do the fireside chat. Sure, why not? And this is what we'll do. I was uh, asked by Five Wise Vodka uh, for the month of December to uh, do a series of uh, FaceTime videos on the, uh, on the radio from Hell Facebook page. 
just videos of me mixing cocktails using their various products. And, uh, you know, and the peanut butter whiskey, that was a tough one. <laughs> Luckily, I had some friends step up and make some suggestions. So thank you. Uh, but uh, I was setting up ingredients and adjusting the camera to shoot. And I was, you know, as you do with these things, I'm looking at my face and the camera and what I'm, you know, the angle and the lighting and all of that stuff. You're taking it all into consideration. I got all of the... Uh, all of the ingredients lined up, and that was, uh, you know, all set to go. And then I realized that the shirt that I was wearing looked like a pajama top. Now, don't get me wrong. This is a, this is a good-looking shirt. <laughs> this is a fine-looking shirt, long sleeve. Uh, it's Penguin, I believe. My wife is responsible for my wardrobe. Um, but it just kind of looked off. It, to me, on the camera, it looked like I was wearing pajamas. And I wanted to get this thing done because I wanted to go watch TV or something. I can't remember. So I just stepped over to the closet that's right adjacent to the kitchen and uh, grabbed a, a suit jacket to wear over, and I thought that'll help. And it's my uh, gray suit jacket uh, with the Avengers pin on it. Some of you have seen it. It's comfy, it's casual, but it can make... Guys, it can make any outfit look a little sharper. <laughs> So I put it on, and I, you know, I did the video and, and mixed a drink and, and uh, you know, sent it out into the world. And then as I was uh, taking the jacket off, I realized that there was a long piece of paper in the pocket. And when I opened it up, I realized what it was. Now, Jimmy Martin's funeral, <laughs> it was quite a spectacle, um, Shannon likes to say that, uh, you know, say what you will about Geek Show. You may not be, it may, we may not be your favorite podcast, but we know how to throw epic funerals. <laughs> and I agree with him to a point. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do it without our dear friend, Jessa, Jessa Love. Thank you so much. And y'all stepping up and making donations to, uh, to help pay for the whole thing. Uh, that was nice. And we got a nice little bit of money to send to Jimmy's parents and, Paid for his cremation and all that stuff. And again, we thank you all for helping helping with that. But um, during the funeral, a lot of folks got up to speak because, as you know, Jimmy had many, many friends. And everyone was honest and entertaining and moving. I can't think of a bad speech that was given that day. But the show, for lack of a better term, uh, was running long. And we had to get out of the hall. I, as I recall, they had the hall booked for, I, I want to say, a wedding that night. <laughs> uh, so the deal was, is I, I, I would close, I, I would be the last speaker. And I had some things I wanted to say. Uh, I had prepared notes. And then I would close with the karaoke number. That was always the plan. Uh, and we purposely did Sweet Caroline. Because Jimmy loved Neil Diamond but hated uh, Sweet Caroline in karaoke. Now, I need to make that very clear. He hated Sweet Caroline if you did it in karaoke. He saw it as kind of a, a cheap, easy thing to do. <laughs> but we were running long, and I just said a few quick words instead of the, the talk that I wanted to give. And we did the song, and it was wonderful. Everybody was standing and singing and... 
Uh, it was just a wonderful moment to send Jimmy off swirling into the heavens. And so I didn't read the poem that I had found. I, I found a poem, well, song lyrics, but I call them poetry. Uh, the poem I had found. And I thought that the poem helped me relate to Jimmy's tragic and untimely demise. Uh, but I also realized, when reading it that day, uh, a couple of weeks ago, it, it relates to the tragic shit show of a year that 2020 has been. And it's uh, Magic and Loss by Lou Reed. So let me uh, get another hit of whiskey and then we'll uh, bring this to you. So I don't want you to think about this as, you know, Jimmy's death. You know, I don't want you to put it in that perspective. I want you to think about this year, 2020. What a shit show it was and how tough it was for so many people, and it still is. So let's see if I can get through this. Uh, <laughs> I just know that, uh, Sam, I'm listening to Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd, and I know that the time clocks are going to start kicking in any moment. So let me <laughs> let me turn that down and I'll bring it back. Okay, Magic and Lost by Lou Reed. When you pass through the fire, you pass through humble. You pass through a maze of self-doubt. When you pass through humble, the lights can blind you, and some people never figure that out. You pass through arrogance. You pass through hurt. You pass through an ever-present past. And it's best not to wait for luck to save you. Pass through the fire to the light. As you pass through the fire, your right hand waving, there are things that you have to throw out. That caustic dread inside of your head will never help you out. You have to be very strong, because you'll start from zero, over and over again. They say no one person can do it all, but you want to in your head. But you can't be Shakespeare and you can't be Joyce, so what is left instead? You're stuck with yourself and a rage that can hurt you. You have to start at the beginning again. And just this moment, this wonderful fire started up again. When you pass through anger and self-depreciation and have the strength to acknowledge it all, when the past makes you laugh and you can savor the magic that let you survive your own war. You find that the fire is passion, and there's a door up ahead, not a wall. There's a bit of magic in everything, and then some loss to even things out. So that's what I found in my pocket. Um, I'm going to remember this because I think that as bad as 2021, uh, as 2020 was, that is, I think these first, the first half of 2021 could get worse. I'm not going to lie to you. 
But we have to keep a hold of the truth and cherish it and pass through the fire to the door. I think the last half of 2021, I got a feeling that we're going to get back to a semblance of normal. And I look forward to seeing you all again and being with you. But uh, rest assured that we, as a people, are forever changed because of the past year, hell, the past four. Uh, We're forever changed. We can do better. And so that's why I think we need to boldly go. Ah, anyway, I was, uh, I was watching, re-watching, you know me, I was re-watching Civil War uh, the other night, Captain America Civil War, and just, just kind of having it on, you know, just to keep my eyes busy, I guess, keep my mind busy. And there was a throwaway line in there that Tony Stark said that just really struck me hard. So here's, here's the lines of dialogue that Tony said. And this is when they're all in the Avengers uh, meeting room with the kitchen adjacent, and he's complaining about coffee grounds in the the sink. And uh, I can bring my music back, I guess. And this is what he said. Uh, He said, oh, that's Charles Spencer, by the way. He's a great kid. Computer engineering degree, 3.6 GPA. Had a floor-level gig, an Intel plan for the fall. But first he wanted to put a few miles on his soul, on his soul, before he parked it behind a desk. See the world, maybe be of service. Charlie didn't want to go to Vegas, which is what I would do. He didn't go to Paris or Amsterdam, sounds fun. He decided to spend his summer building sustainable housing for the poor. Guess where? Sokovia. He wanted to make a difference, I suppose. I mean... We won't know because we dropped a building on him while we were kicking ass. But that line in there, that throwaway line, he wanted to put a few miles on his soul. And that just got me. That really got me. Uh, And so I would encourage you to put some miles on your soul. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean travel, which is the example given here. I mean, I highly recommend it. I really do. What I mean is meet some people that are different from you. People who weren't raised in the same place that you were. People who think differently. People who worship differently. People, you get the idea. I don't need to beat you over the head with it. I mean, uh, I was a small town boy with a bare minimum education. I got lucky and I got to travel and meet people who work from my farm town bubble. And I learned more doing that than any school, I think, has ever taught me or can teach you. Uh, The biggest thing I have learned regardless, regardless of what some people may try to tell you, the biggest thing that I have learned is that empathy is not a weakness. They're going to try to tell you it is. Empathy is not a weakness. Anyway. Mm. 
I love you all. Thank you. Thank you to our true believers. Uh, thank you to you who listen to this podcast each and every week. Thank you. And uh, we love you. And we'll keep doing it as long as you allow us to. <laughs> as long as somebody allows us to. I love each member of our Geek Show family. I just want to say, Rebecca and Tony, you make me laugh harder than just about anybody I know. Uh, I always am indebted to Lee and thank you uh, for his wisdom and strength. Uh, I, I want to say congratulations to Jay and all the changes that he has made this year. I'm very proud of you. And I want to thank uh, Shannon for reminding me that the importance of this fireside chat and the importance of the message is love. So thank you. Thanks to my wonderful wife who makes all of this possible with her never-ending support and advice and love. I wouldn't be able to do it without her. So I would just like to say to 2020, as I raise a glass of this fine Japanese whiskey, uh, fuck you. And to uh, 2021, uh, show me what you got. Much love and cheers to all of you. Mm. Man, that's good. Mm. still here <laughs> uh, this has already gone long I was going to read to you from a comic book um, but uh, we're running late I would just encourage you though to pick up um, that's a couple of months old uh, Captain America 25 um, and uh, there's a story in the back that was really touching to me called The Promise uh, about uh, Captain America speaking at a friend's funeral. <laughs> I would encourage you to look this up uh, on your uh, Marvel app. Or I'd well go buy a comic book, please. Buy a comic book. Um, but it's a story. It's a wonderful story. It's a short story. It's like four or five pages of uh, Cap speaking at a friend's funeral and sharing their experiences about being. In Strange New Worlds. I'll just put it that way. So read that. Um, it's wonderful. It's called The Promise. And it's in Captain America 25. released it. About a <clears throat> couple of months ago. Alright. So before this gets too gloomy. I'll leave you with this.